0: Welcome to episode 20 of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name is Winter Fonander. I'm a comedian. We made it to episode 20, and this episode is with Philip Simon. Philip Simon has won many awards. Recently, he's won the Jewish Comedian of the Year Award. We talk about the comedy industry, and Philip gets very passionate about how he thinks we should be treated within it. I thought that each of these interviews, interviewing comics, would be more or less the same thing, but it's not. It's not. People get passionate about different things because we're all coming from different places. You're going to really enjoy this one. I'm not going to talk about me because I'm really strapped for time. But if you like this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter. We're there at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Winter Fonander. If you want to come see my live stand-up gig dates, you can find them on my website, which is winterfonander.com. Just go to the events page there. If you like this podcast and you want to donate to us, you can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and you can donate as much or as little as you want. But if you can't kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean, because it really helps. I'm not going to say any more for this episode, guys, because this is a great episode with Philip Simon, comedian and actor. Enjoy. Philip Simon, thank you for coming to the Comedy Defects. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little bit tired today. Uh, yeah. My alarm I was telling you earlier didn't go off and let me know that I need to get up because I've got this new update and it's not working out for me very well. But all I'm I'm telling you to get up is that that's its one job. Yeah, it didn't even do that. If it doesn't tell you... To get up, yeah, it's not a good start, is it? Mm-hmm. Really, I'm not. I'm not having much faith in this new alarm clock wake up system. So this is the new update on the iPhone, iPhone. iPhone. yeah. It's not working. Okay. So recommend uh, just using the old system with just basically alarm clock. That it's much yeah. better. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> just to like my dad know. Oh, I don't like these newfangled uh, updates, new, new things. but <laughs> back in my day, you could just get up when you wanted. <laughs> to actually then the bells on. Do you remember those clocks? Oh yeah, I, I like those you have got a setting on there for that actual clock, but it doesn't go off, so it doesn't really. Yeah. No, it's not. It's on silent or something. Right. Okay. I used to like those; they were really loud and, and quite yeah. annoying. Yeah. And you don't blame your your family for being angry all the time, do you? Waking up to that, all you know. I just remember, like in the past, people were just a lot more angry. Uh, well, in the past, people were angry. Yeah,
1: I think so. Uh, I think well, maybe it's my parents. Maybe it's other people. I, I, I'm. I say I'm more angry now. Oh, you okay? But maybe other people are more yeah. angry. I think as you get older, you realise there's less time mm. to get your point across before mm. you die so you might as well get as angry as possible mm.
0: you have more knowledge and therefore you're more angry about everything else yeah so what else have you been up to then have you been doing anything exciting with yourself you've got your got kids and you've got a wife
1: and everything like that going i got married um, yeah you, we have a kid mm. uh, which predates the marriage but mm. yeah, before anyone starts doing the math for us right uh, yeah and we have another one on the way oh wow um, in fact, this may be an exclusive. It's not even on Facebook yet, but we we are expecting another in February. So uh, it's busy, busy mm. time, exhausting. Uh, is it? Did uh, you off as a boy or a girl yet, or are you? We just don't know. Surprised? We don't know. Mm. We've not had that. We're not that far along to have that scan, um, mm. and we don't. We don't know. What's the names you've chosen out? Don't know, do Don't know those either. No. Um, we struggle with the first child with names mm. because. We found it really easy to come up with girls' names, really easy, right. and we had a boy. So we, we, we struggled, and we, we chose uh, quite a few middle names, Jewish mm-hmm. names, yeah, Hebrew names things as well. So it's been a bit of a, an elongated process. We'll find out if we do. We haven't decided if we're going to do the scan to find out if it's a boy a girl. Right. Mm-hmm. We're still very much... Yeah, what do want? Surprise! Yeah, yeah it, we, we fluctuate for nothing. Mm. So. But yeah, it's got all that going on, which means gigging is the only time I get to the rest, mm. really, which is yeah. a very different experience. Yeah. I think they say parenting is the most amazing thing you can do, but I'm too tired to actually appreciate that at the moment. <laughs> like, in, in 10 years' time, I'm like, yeah, that was bloody amazing. amazing. Yeah. But right now, I just, all the time, yeah. absolutely exhausted. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you won Jewish comedian of the year, didn't you? Well? I did in 2015. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if they're doing it this year oh. actually, which is You killed it. You nailed it. <laughs> but, yeah, I am the reigning. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre because the competition was in a dis- in December 2015. Huh. So you win it. Yeah, June 2015. Mm. Woohoo! It. Yeah, it's January. Shut up. It's 2016 now. No one cares anymore. Oh. Mm. So I did that. I beat off some very stiff competition mm. uh, from 11 <laughs> other Jews. Uh, it's been... Like, as you're watching, a really nice band, it's opened up a network to me. I've yeah. met a few other Jewish comedians mm. through it, which has been really lovely. Uh, the Edinburgh show I did this year, where I just shared a two-hander with one of the other finalists. Mm. And previously I'd supported in her Camden show another of the finalists. Yeah. So... It's opened up a really lovely network. Mm. I don't think competitions matter. Mm. We do them because we do them. Mm. And there are an abundance of new act competitions. Mm. And, you know, the longer you do this, the more new act competitions you do. And you realise that you're not a new act anymore. But you sort mm. of qualify yes. other the terms. So I, I think competitions are useful for a CV. Mm. Yeah. Useful for ego. Mm. And all they really do is piss off other people around you on the circuit.
0: Yeah, but I think, again, you need them. You need to differentiate yourself between everyone else. I mean, that's the only way you're going to do it, by
1: succeeding in the competition. Yeah, but it turns into a competition. I came from the acting background, Mm. and it was so competitive, because there was one job for a thousand actors. Mm. Now, there are loads of comedians, but if I can't get this gig that they're asking for for next week, there'll be another one the week after, the week after that. Mm -hmm. It's such a more supportive network than the acting industry ever mm. was. And suddenly you're pitted against each other mm. because it's a competition. And all these people that you're friends with, you hang out with, suddenly mm. you want them to fail mm. because you want to succeed. And I don't like that. I do the competitions, or I've done them, mm-hmm. because it is a necessary evil, I think. Mm. But I've also won sort of the, the one-night competitions mm-hmm. and been told by the promoters it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I'm I will not say who, but there's one who uh <clears throat> I I try to use that as a brag to get into playing their club more regularly. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, but I want you a new act night. No, like, Come mm. of times. And I what like, well, it means nothing. It's just it bums on seats. We just it's a thing we do. Right. And you know, you just think, Well, if you if that's what you guys are saying mm. So competitions are useful for C V, for ego work, whatever, yes. but I it frustrates me that it is such a great collaborative industry that suddenly we're turned against each other yeah. for a five-minute set that you're not even necessarily proud of because you're now doing 10s, 15s, 20s, mm. anything, whatever. Yeah. And you're having to think, well, what can I do? What, yeah. What's not going... It's like the gong show. Yeah. I know I could entertain their audience for five minutes, but I can't beat the gong at the store if mm. if one joke's going to piss off the one person who's yeah. got the car. you know. Mm. So... There are plenty of, I think, better ways for acts to progress. Unfortunately, competition seems to be one of the necessary levels, as you said. And what was was the name of your Fringe show this year? It was. uh, So the main show was called The the Gilf and the Boujou. And it was Andy Zapp and Aaron Levine. Andy couldn't do the whole run, Mm. so I got in touch with Aaron. I think he was looking for someone, I was looking for something Mm. to fit into. And someone put us in touch. They became the guest in the buju So mm. he's the buju I am was the guest. And then the photo of the poster, they basically superposed my head onto Andy Lapp's body. Mm. Which was... It actually, the guy that did it did a very good job, mm. considering. And not many people could tell straight away, but I, I used to say it was... It made me the only comedian to have started at Enderbro with the body of a 68-year-old. <laughs> um, which... <laughs> it's a nice little touch on the show I, think, I don't even know if he is 68 but yeah. um, that, that was great fun because I didn't I'm not ready to to do an hour mm. I don't want to rush I don't want my first Edinburgh show to be or my first hour show to be whatever you could see me do yeah. at a club because mm. I don't think that's the point of an hour mm. show I want to tell a story mm. so I don't have that yet so this was a, just a nice chance for me to get to Edinburgh for a longer period of time share a show with a friend who is a different are different levels, mm. so I think we helped each other because he was able to watch mine, I was able to watch his, yeah. and we were really able to help each other. And some mm. really nice developments came through. I mm. think you know, he did about eight or nine of the shows, and I got to see how Edinburgh works, and mm. you know how exhausting it could be just doing two weeks, yeah, rather oh, yeah. than the full run. Indeed, oh, yeah. Where did you stay with um, with Aaron? Oh, great! Yeah, he, he had a he sorted out a flat, not far. That's great, um, So all kind of worked out then? Mm. And where was your room? Uh, it was opium. Oh, yeah. Uh, opium on Carraghett. At what time? Uh, 1.30? 1.45 in the afternoon. It's not too bad, So eh? it, was, it was fine. It, what was really nice about it was it meant I could have the morning to rest,
0: mm.
1: maybe go and do a 12 o'clock compilation show. Yeah. The time of flying, flyering, which I'm, I hated flyering. Oh, yeah. I'm grateful that Aaron was happy to... Mm-hmm. Employ someone to do the. Fly- I hated flyering mm. cause it, because there's just so many things to see in Edinburgh. that People don't want flyers. People, mm. and also, I feel very self-conscious doing things like mm. that. You know, come see me. Come mm. see me. I'm happy for someone else to say yeah. this guy's great. Come see him. But I'm, mm. I find it very awkward saying, "Come see me. I'm great." Mm. Yeah. And I, when I did the bucket speech, and I think I used to say, "Look, we are so grateful. Uh, we, you know, we, mm. we know you have thousands of." Shows you because mm. everyone's you've taken a punt on us, so mm. uh, and that probably stopped people putting too much money in the bucket. Because I was kind of going, you know, it's not we don't want your money, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. like your money, we don't want, but we're just so grateful. So, mm. seriously, don't don't tarnish that with money,
0: yeah, You're
1: cheap on this experience, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's a really it's a good room, it's downstairs. Mm. I don't know if you know, yep, yeah. that's so the downstairs room. Which isn't great Because there's bleed through From the bar and whatever But it was the right size for us great. It wasn't brilliantly set up I think we And Aaron especially Had to do a lot of work I think he even bought His own lights Wow To, to do it Wow um, But it was Once it was up and running mm. it, was, it was a lovely little space
0: Something you yeah. need to Bring your own stage Don't you or, You know and Yeah, yeah. Being <laughs> an audience as well <laughs> like, yeah. yeah DIY comedy you know, yeah, Absolutely it, On all levels mm you're an actor as well and I was an actor
1: you were an actor okay I still do commercials and mm-hmm. voiceover as and when I walked away from acting mm. after realising comedy was much more exciting to me mm. I was better at it there'll be some people listening that will go well it must not been a shit actor <laughs> but I, I was better at comedy mm. I was more productive at mm. comedy more in control because with acting you're waiting for somebody to employ you, you're mm-hmm. waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. With comedy, you could gig every night of the week. You can write when you want to write. Mm. You can write with other people, for other people. Um, you can't do that with acting in quite the same way. Mm. When I started stand-up, which was 2011, I was still acting at the same time, and just lost... I fell out of love with it. lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had done... Um, I'd, I'd done a few things as an actor: a few bits of TV, some mm-hmm. films, some commercials, some theatre, touring West End. Mm. just the thing I find kind of about acting is you wait ten years to get your big break, convincing yourself and convincing everyone around you that you're an actor. You get your big break, and you go, "Oh, that's not what I was expecting at all." Right. And I had a fantastic few jobs that were very difficult to walk away from, as right. you know. Great. Jobs. What was it? <laughs> Uh, Why well, did Peppa Pig? That was my big long job. A year and a half, I played Daddy Pig cool. in theatre, not on TV, right theatre. But it was huge. Mm. We went, we toured the UK. We did oh, the UK and Ireland. Sorry. Mm. Uh, we did the West End. We were mini, mini, very mini celebrities mm. within the three to five year old market. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing experience mm. it led to other things so because I did puppetry there I was in the, pu- the Muppets yeah. I, was, I was a Muppet for a day wow in the last Muppet movie it led to amazing things it just wasn't what I wanted as an actor it wasn't what I wanted it. I don't mind touring I love travelling around but you don't get to see the places you go to I could mm. not tell you the names of the places mm. that I've been to I did a gig recently in Kings Lynn at the theatre there and I got there and went I've been here How oh, well and I just mm. completely forgotten you know I just yeah. had Standing on the, in the staging area thinking, I've definitely been here before, in the <laughs> backstage area. And eventually, speaking to the backstage people, they confirmed, yes, I'd been there four or five years previously <laughs> with a puppet on my arm. It's like, it's like memento. Have, you, have I yeah. been here before? Oh,
0: yes, you have been here back before. Back here, yeah.
1: You know, we were in two venues a week, so we, we'd kind of drive in on a Monday, do the shows maybe, I think it was sort of Tuesday, Wednesday, drive mm. on a Thursday, do a show Friday, Saturday. It was just. Mm. It was fantastic. It was really hard work. Which, am not afraid of hard work. Sorry, mm. But it was it was a great experience. Mm. It put me off acting forever. I have back problems now because of the... cushion. Well, it was, it was all puppetry. Oh, so puppetry. Oh, because of the we, sleeping... In... Well, just the wear and tear on the body. generally. Right. You know, I, I missed out on family holidays, family weddings, friends event. You know, mm. because you're committed to the thing. Yeah. They don't allow you that time off... Mm. I got a filming job during it to go and do some filming with some big names like Gillian Anderson, mm. G- Jim Broadbent, uh, Matthew McFadden, and it was going to spend a weekend in Spain wow. filming with them. Now, I was very much the low of the low in that pecking order. I, was, I would have been there almost as a passenger until my three seconds of screen time and, mm. and they wouldn't let me go. They'd pep the pig's oh, yeah, No, you, you can't go. You, so, we've well, got understudy. Why can't the understudy? Yeah. No, you're committed. So, I couldn't fly to Spain. to do, In the end... They rescheduled and I did film it oh, in Portsmouth gosh. with no other... Yeah, great. It was just me. Great. I should but have been in Spain. I know, but at least... I was in Portsmouth. I, I was coming out of the sea, which was meant to be Uruguay. It was it would have been Spain to pretend to be Uruguay. Mm-hmm. I mean, suddenly it, me it was Portsmouth on a military base with no hanging out with oh, celebs. No yeah.
0: stories afterwards as well. Oh, and the Exactly. Oh, no, that's terrible.
1: Yeah. It took its toll. The, the mm. year and a half... It was fantastic. It was yeah. the best job I'd I done. It was also the worst job I've done yeah. uh, for lots of reasons, all of those together. Um, and I so after that, I started to look at stand-up. I, I, I definitely looked back at, at that time and God, oh, if I'd been doing stand-up then, I could have been touring the country with the theatre doing stand-up everywhere. I could have mm-hmm. effectively, because the children's show was during the day, so we had the evenings to ourselves. Yeah. I, I effectively could have toured a show on yeah. someone else's um, money, money. money. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a bit annoying when yeah. they're going to
0: sort of take all your place because it's not like you're the face uh, of, of Peppa Pig's dad no. you're just the
1: one that moves the, the puppet I mean am sorry, sorry sorry there's a, a bit more to it than that, that. I mean yeah, it's you're right. active, it, were, yeah it was I mean, we were visible on stage oh, okay. it was it's was, it was like Avenue Q so yes. you're holding the puppets the, the audience see you and the puppets yeah. uh, although the kids only see the puppets of course they, they can switch off it's the mm. parents that go oh is outrageous. Right? <laughs> we <laughs> we had a parent review on the website someone said my two year old daughter loved the show I was very disappointed
0: (laughs) what I I don't care what what you
1: think your daughter loved the show that's job well done you're a grown up it's not for you you. you. it's Peppa Pig it's in the title as it was I I ended up being the only cast member not to miss a show Mm. I think it was 550 shows or something we did and Mm. I was the only one not to miss one so I have that as my kudos fantastic but so what I missed out on other things except Mm. I had relatives um, my cousin got married abroad and I wasn't mm. able to go to that. Yeah. And it's just difficult to explain that to people because you say, when I'm working, mm. so I'm taking time off. Everyone's mm. entitled to holiday. Mm. Yeah, but in this industry, you're entitled to holiday, but you're not really able to take it. They own you. Once you sign that contract, <laughs> yeah. they own you. Yeah.
0: yeah. They tell you what time it is. You can't, oh, can I, oh you mm. want to go, do you? Well, you, don't come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it's like. And then, And then that spreads around the community. And you
1: can't get any more work, isn't it? Because you need to be... Reliable. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. And that happens in comedy as mm-hmm. well. That mm-hmm. It's a small industry. No one likes to rock the boat. If there's a promoter that doesn't pay or, mm-hmm. but, or a promoter that runs a night badly, no one will slag them off. No one will mm-hmm. chase them. I recently had to chase someone for money who hadn't paid me. And the only reason I went at them so hard and got the money plus a late payment plus, was because I knew there was no future possibility of employment. So it's not like I was burning a bridge they'd owed me money, I did the job, I was happy to... Whereas had there been someone who perhaps there'd be future bookings that would have been compromised, I might have been a bit more scared to go, my! do you mind if I get paid about the job I did for you? Yeah, you know, know, a dead-end, one-off payment. Which is a really cynical way to look at it, because you should be paid for work you do, and you should be appreciated for work you do, but you do have to think about the long-term effects, and that is something that promoters, I think, can milk sometimes because they know, mm. huh, no one's going to have a go because they want future work. Well, exactly. But you're a member of the Comedians Equity Guild, isn't it? Yes, yeah, the Equity Comedians Network. Equity Comedians Network, yeah. Because I was a member of Equity as an actor. It's a very frustrating union because you can be an actor without being an Equity member. Right. The closed shop has gone. Um, mm. Maggie Thatcher, in her wisdom, got rid of the idea of closed shops, I guess. And the problem with that is it means. Anyone can just turn up and do a do a job, whether they're professional or not, whether they're trained or not, whether um, and yet have to be an equity member, which means equity contracts have less clout. clout. Mm. This is a real problem for the industry generally. Mm. But what it means is equity has almost been weakened by people going, well, I don't need to be a member. What's the point of me being a member? Mm. I got involved when some comedians decided they wanted there to be some kind of a a slightly more formal support network mm. for uh, comedians that weren't being paid by certain clubs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the starting point for the comedians' elements of it. Certain clubs weren't paying, and it, it, there was a backlog of a few years, mm. thousands of pounds were, were owed. And out of that, the UK Comedy Guild was born under um, John Gordillo, Sarah Pascoe, and a plethora of comedians, promoters, bookers, industry, comedy industry folk. And a lot of people at that meeting kind of went, well, doesn't this already exist with equity? Don't equity look after us. Mm -hmm. Because if you're an equity member, you get public liability insurance, you get uh, legal protection. So if you were chasing somebody for money, they'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. And they'll do it more efficiently for you. But people go, well, I'm not a member of equity. Why do I need to be a member of equity? So we started up the Comedians, Equity Comedians Network, which... Is really there, exactly that, to support comedians who are members of equity Mm -hmm. to make the industry better, make the industry stronger. And the idea being that we will look at, we had a manifesto almost of of things we want to do. So we wanted to introduce a a contract, an actual Mm. contract that bookers and clubs would use. That it didn't have to be the kind of thing that would stop them operating within their own framework. Because Mm. obviously sometimes you get a booking on the day of the gig. Oh, I've had a dropout, can you do my gig? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. Right, well, here's nine pages of a contract you need to look at the room and just take to a lawyer. You know, it wasn't that stringent. Mm-hmm. The simple idea mainly being for cancellation fees, that was the big mm. the big one. I think a lot of the work the Comedy Guild have been doing has been more about how we interact with each other as human beings and as mm-hmm. nice people, and, and they resolve problems, and actually it's more geared up towards the legal side of things. And so, for instance, if you do a gig... And you say, yes, I'll do this gig for 50 quid. Sure. Um, And then it's cancelled on the day of the gig. Right. Legally, you're entitled to that money. Mm -hmm. If It's cancelled the week before, two weeks before. Legally, Mm. you're entitled to some of that money. Mm. But people don't know that. And equity can help fight that money. The problem being, again, people don't want to upset future employers. Mm. I had a situation recently where a big club dropped me two days before the gig for legitimate reasons. They've replaced it with a much better paid... Future gig To make up for it So Great. there was no I wasn't going to chase them For a cancellation mm-hmm. fee Because they made good Immediately On mm-hmm. there That we're really sorry We fucked up mm-hmm. Is I had a different gig That I'd been a part of A school gig Which got cancelled Six days before The the gig There wasn't enough Paperwork in place To make it As clear cut Black and white mm-hmm. But equity got me The money that we owed. Mm-hmm. So And the other acts That's I think Where equity has been useful for Mm. me. The network, comedians' Mm. network on there, is a handful of people working for a larger handful of members Mm. who are unfortunately going to, I think, suffer because a much, much larger handful of non-members are refusing to join. Right. And actually, without wanting to profitise or anything else, Mm -hmm. not joining equity is affecting the industry at large Mm. because an equity can only... Work for the strength of its members. Equity can't work for non-members, and yeah. um, for less than ten pounds a month. Yeah. Is it you know? You know, I go and spend ten pounds on coffee and a lunch somewhere. Mm. Is it? I'd rather put that money to equity. As an actor, there are some things you have to be members of, like mm. Spotlight, which is the, you know, the mm. big mm. massive brochure that everyone goes in, and online castings, whatever else, yeah. and Equity. I think mm. those are the two that mm. a professional performer needs to be part of. What people don't consider themselves often is professional performers. Mm-hmm. What People don't realise if they have a day job and then they go off to of an evening to do a gig somewhere mm. in a random pub for a mate, that's still them being a professional comedian, that they are entertaining potentially a paying audience. Mm. And whether they're being paid or not, and that's something that Equity will mm-hmm. be working towards, because yeah. um, there is a huge debate at the moment about free gigs and what comes There's
0: so many popping gigs. up not there as well. There's you know, so many around the place. Yeah. And there's so many gigs that are doing really well Mm. are still not paying the acts. You're like, oh,
1: we've opened up another three venues. Well, that's great. Well, why is the act's not being paid? But you notice other people get paid. So, flyers get paid. Right. Sound guys, lighting guys, Mm. venues get paid. Yeah. Promoter gets paid. The act, and this is the same with acting as well. The act is always the last one to get paid, and the reason is people will, will, will accept it. People go, well, if I don't say yes to this gig, someone else will say yes to this gig, and it's true. I did a commercial years ago for McDonald's. I'm not proud of it. I, you know. It's fast food, it's not healthy. And a friend of mine had a go at me. She said, um, well, I can't believe you do that. Why would you do... Mm-mm. Because if I say no, it's no protest. Don't mm. give it to the next person. I'm nobody in the acting industry. Mm. And, you know, Steve Coogan turned down a million pounds to do a McDonald's commercial. Mm. That made the news. Because so, that's an endorsement. It's not. Mm. So Philip Simon turns down, well, I think it was two grand to mm. do a commercial. Yeah. No one cares They don't pay your rent <laughs> you know, McDonald's blows their nose At two grand mm. They don't care mm. So I don't get two grand Out of mm. protest It makes no actual protest so I, mm. I know it's the most Pathetic response to protest Because it's got to start somewhere mm. But actually I Needed to pay Bills And mm. eat And mm. and Had I said no Somebody else would have done it mm. And it's the same with a gig People don't want to say no To a gig Because they think They're being screwed mm. Or They think Well this company has a history, a track record of not paying acts, but I'm going to do the gig anyway because now fewer acts are applying for those gigs There's an opening. That's the problem with the industry because it's so saturated with comedians, Mm. which isn't a bad thing. It's just something we need to be aware of Mm. because it's saturated. If I say no to a gig, the promoter's not going to be sat there Mm. kind of ripping their clothes in anguish because I won't do their gig. Mm. They'll get the next person on their list to do the gig. And equity needs the strength in numbers Like you could never Have a performance strike Arranged by equity Really Because there'd always be Some that would do their job mm-hmm. Because the clothes shop Doesn't exist mm-hmm. You can't Say Well this is an equity only job So you can't hire anyone Who's not an equity member mm-hmm. In America It's much stricter The, mm. the um, I don't know All the ins and outs But The uh, Union laws Are much stricter mm. Over there um, As are things like The laws about Owning production company and Mm -hmm. hiring the talent so you can never have a situation that we have here where certain companies put on the big huge TV shows Mm -hmm. and only put their acts in them you can have that over in America Mm -hmm. you can here if you're a member of equity are you
0: also automatically a member of the comedy uh, the UK
1: Comedians Guild so the the UK Comedy Guild is separate completely separate completely separate anyone can be a member of that who's involved in comedy so a flyer Mm -hmm. I'm assuming this is still the case anyway, flyer, a promoter, booker, a venue, and an act. Mm. Because it's all about the support network. Mm. The only people that can join the equity comedians network are equity members. Right. You might have an issue with a, with a promoter. Yeah. And you might go to the guild and they might be able to resolve it. Right. Job done. That's fine. Yeah. It might be a more legal problem or a, a more, a deeper problem or a, a larger problem in terms of some of the clubs that aren't paying at the moment. Mm. Equity is compiling a, a list of equity members' names, mm. and they're going to, class action's not quite the right word, but they're going to go at these clubs yeah. with a big old list and say, fix this. Yeah. They can only do that for equity members. Mm. UK Comedy Guild might not be able to do that on such a large scale. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's how much this is because I'm not as involved in the guild. Right. I go to them when they have the bigger meeting up, but I'm not mm-hmm. on the guild. I, right. The very basic fee is about nine pound right. a month. If you're a high earner, mm. you're supposed to pay. I think it's one percent of your income, mm. but that's high earner. No mm-hmm. one. I promise you, no one in my world is on that bracket, mm. uh, and that's capped anyway. Mm-hmm. So the people who are earning millions mm. are still only paying one, maybe two grand in mm. fit, So it, it is capped as an annual fee. The people that equity are approaching, the the newer acts who are starting out, the more established acts who are st- still going you know, to join equity, it's so unlikely they would be looking at that higher end of it at all. Mm-hmm. So it's £9 a month. The main thing I think you get from it is your public liability insurance. Because mm. that's covered. Mm-hmm. And otherwise you've got to go and get that yourself anyway. So... Mm you might to get all the other protections that comes with being an equity member, mm. like legal cover. I feel really awkward talking about it because there are lots of problems with equity as well. It's mm. not mm. it is not the best union. That's partly because it's lost its a lot of its strength mm. uh, because of the clothes shop and everything else. Equity, I, went, I used to go to my branch meetings, the mm. local branch meeting. The first one I went to was so hideously run by... All the old people who were just there for a kind of a chat, gossip and a chat. A in a chat. And the, <laughs> the second one I went to and a trend dragged me along was 10 years later, right. and it was the same people. And actually, we got more involved, and I went every month, and I, I was on the committee for a while, and I, we did, we changed some things. We got them online, got them on Facebook, and on Twitter, and you know, it, it blew their minds mm-hmm. how productive we could be by embracing new technology. Mm. And it was great for a while, but then it slowly, as things don't happen, and people think things don't happen because equity is rubbish. It's not mm-hmm. true. Equity is just not strong enough because it doesn't have the member that needs mm-hmm. things to happen. Yeah. But yeah, Where it's strongest, dance committees, voiceover committees, it's, got, it's actually got a puppetry network. It's got a, you know, we're part of, as comedians, we're effectively part of the variety branch. Mm-hmm. So that includes clowning and, yeah. I guess, burlesque and things like that. Mm. Where it's strongest is where it's got the committed members who are part of it and mm. the more comedians we can get to sign up to it that's, that's it but people who as they said, have a day job mm. just do one gig a month mm. don't consider themselves professional comedians will think well there's no point joining mm. for them they're probably that is probably true but at what point do you switch between thinking actually what i'm doing isn't just a hobby and what i'm doing is something that I need to take
0: hold of and take ownership of divide and conquer that's what it is isn't it and if we can stand together we'll all we'll yeah. all succeed and and that's uh, that's a great system though with the fact that you don't you don't piss the promoters off you can you can make, I say collect the names get into some sort of litigation together and go look all these people so you can't be pissed off at one person you can yeah. really spread the, the yeah. well the blame they did it brought them on themselves anyway but they can't pinpoint someone and, and, and knock those people off, that person off their books yeah. which is a really good idea but but yeah, it's, um, it's it is difficult. Every right, everyone doesn't want to doesn't get want to get the the last one to get caught out. Go, oh yeah. By the way, can I have my money? Oh,
1: no, you can't. By the way, you yeah, why? Yeah. What, what, and there are people who owed money from from years ago mm. that they'll never see. They'll yes. never see the money because companies go bankrupt or they, they change their structure. Yeah, there are people who owe thousands of pounds that they will never see. Mm. And for some reason, we think that's okay. Mm. As an industry, we think that's okay. And the the guild, the network. And individually, people are talking about it in car shares, at gigs. Mm. And we, this is something tangible we can do. We can go after these people. Effectively, we should stop. We should boycott. We should stop working with these people. But people mm. don't. And I understand that. And I still work for some of these people. You know The, the, the thought of turning down work is not mm. in our DNA. Mm. We're freelance. We're self-employed. Mm. Why would we turn down work? That's how we earn money. But... Mm. Turns out we're not earning money mm. because we're not being paid.
0: The taxing submission now is changing as well, isn't it? It's going to be every three months now, isn't it? Oh, I've, I've read, read it. in, I've read in it? the equity or something, because like, I'm a member of equity. And a it, digital the digital tax? Yeah. I have just sending a email this morning. Yeah, not that's read it. it. I, I, I think it's, you've got to submit your tax returns every three months now. Oh, okay. uh, so it's going to be a bit of a ball wow. the... the Annoyance I mean it's not, gonna, it's not gonna make much difference really a Bloody 52% Yeah Oh yeah that's right With comedy though Was Philip When was your first gig
1: I I did a course March March or April 2011 mm. I did a course At the comedy school In Camden Which it's soon as there's a, a Thread on Facebook At the moment About which are the best courses Whatever I don't think there is the best course mm-hmm. I, I think It's whatever suits you For mm. me This was a fantastic course I would recommend it to people that want to go into comedy, but they also do a lot of work. A lot of people, might course, are just doing it for a mm. hobby. I found it fascinating because I'd already written most of the jokes I ended up using, and I used to just write ideas down. I didn't know I wanted to be a stand-up because I wanted to be an actor. And as soon as someone said, so well, you're very funny, why don't you try a stand-up? I was quite offended that, yeah, but I'm an actor. Mm. Why would you not say I'm a good actor? Mm. And the reason is because I don't necessarily think people thought I was a good actor, mm. which is a hard thing to admit to yourself. Mm-hmm. Then when you start comedy, people go, really good. Mm-hmm. Go, that's the that's response I'd wanted with the acting. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is the right move. Mm-hmm. So I was always writing down ideas, and, and people had, as I said, always tried to suggest comedy. Someone who is now a much more established comedian, who I was at drama school with, we'd always joked about setting up a double act comedy. And so the course for me was more of a kick up the arse to go and do stuff, mm-hmm. to write some, a set, not to have my jokes, write a set, and it was brilliant I really enjoyed it I It was I think An eight week course And you do a showcase At the end You invite people To the showcase It's the friendliest gig You do mm. But it wasn't for us Because someone on the course Had brought some friends Who were there To cause trouble And so mm. I, I was introduced Post <laughs> wow, fight What fight? There was a fight In the room In the showcase in the That's sofa. ridiculous Friendliest gig you'll ever do yeah. There was a fight Bottles were smashed People had to be Kicked out Please welcome To Sage, Philip Simon And I to go out And Diffuse the situation Which fortunately Because my acting background mm. I was a bit more Able to do that More confident And I think I went on And said something like No oh, I wouldn't mind I think that guy's my agent And that was a nice <laughs> thing The room kind of went Alright he's got this Mm-mm. So from there I just started gigging Gigging mm. all the time I was, I was single So mm. it was great yeah. so you, could, you could gig all the time mm-hmm. Sometimes you had to Bring a gig Sometimes mm. you had to Find friends to do that And you, you know you do, I did every type of gig Available I drove all over the country I did those gigs mm. I paid my dues I did the free gigs I did the slightly better paid gigs mm. My first payment was a crate of beer mm. I think my next fee was £7.50 mm. You know, buckets split but Still have it framed at home Yeah <laughs> but but Frame's broken now but I, was, I was never doing it for the money mm. For me the money was a validation point That okay You've reached a, But I wanted to gig As much as possible So I did I gigged all time I doubled up I, I think one night I may have done three Which is frowned upon On the open mic circuit Because mm. You're supposed to be supportive And You know You you stay And, and I agree with that You should But mm. sometimes You want to Develop as well Of course And actually If you've written some new stuff And you go on and say And you say it You don't want to wait Two days to say it again mm. You've got a chance To say it again In half an hour yeah. Go and say it again In half an hour mm-hmm. So I started gigging I did the competitions mm. I did alright In some um, I did some gong shows I mm. beat some gongs I didn't beat some gongs mm. I met some great people And you know as, That's what, what I meant When I said About how supportive mm. The network of comedians is It's just So much friendlier You do car shares So you're driving For four hours mm-hmm. With comedians What are you going to do You're going to talk comedy mm-hmm. That's what you have in common Yeah I've been in car shares With actors mm-hmm. you don't talk do anything Because mm-hmm. They're a higher status In you. Mm-hmm. I got I did one TV job where I got a lift home with one of the main actors. I don't know the name, but she was clearly very pissed off to be sharing this car with effectively a glorified extra. By the time the show was edited, wow. so I had lines that you know I was a professional, mm-hmm. but she sat there in silence the whole way through. This was before too much smartphone, so it's not even sh- like she could be texting or emailing. She was just sat there in silence, mm. sunking next to me because I was in her car getting a lift home. We lived a couple of miles from each other to turn out comedians I never had that you're suddenly within the first few months of being a comedian you're on a bill with people You in fact my second gig Joe Wilkinson was the headline not many people at that stage knew who he was I absolutely knew who he was I -hmm. I was a a big fan already Mm -hmm. and I was not starstruck Mm -hmm. but I was like oh wow okay this Mm -hmm. is you know (laughs) <laughs> Serious I, I, I get to Perhaps get advice And feedback From someone who I like and respect And mm. has just done Incredibly well With an audience You yeah. know You can't do that With an actor So yeah. you benefit From all of that You're mm. gigging 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 All the time Writing more more stuff Dropping it in mm. New stuff, old stuff. Trying to embed it. There's always something di- different you're going to learn, and you're going to. It's never, as I
0: say, it's never finished. But there's always that little, that, little, that tingle of uh, of excitement for mm. that new bit. Oh, this is a joke. Here mm. it comes, and then you, and you just have fun with that one bit because you may have and done other the jokes. Then you do it, and it gets mm. a
1: nice laugh. And you mm. ad-lib something that gets a bigger laugh, mm. and you think this, that's the joke. Yeah. There, mm. and quite a few of my jokes start off as one layer of jokes that became two or three layers mm. from. Discovering on stage So I record every set Every mm-hmm. set I do And I've done this From start to now mm-hmm. I've maybe missed Two or three Due to technical faults mm-hmm. But I record every set I used to listen back To them religiously And work out Why was that funnier Why what mm-hmm. But now it's more So that if something happens mm-hmm. I can refer back to I don't remember very mm-hmm. Well If I come off stage I'm buzzing I don't sit down And go right I said that at 2 minutes 30 So, mm-hmm. so I need to listen back to the recordings mm. if something in ad lib has yeah. been said or a bit of interaction with the audience. Yeah, Jumblugs. not heckling, but yeah, commentating. So you can replicate it and, yeah. and build it in a heckling, yeah. oh, that's, good. that's a great line, I'm going to keep yeah. that. Like, it happened on Saturday night, actually, mm. it happened twice. I think this happens quite a lot with Northern audiences, sometimes mm. but they are often funnier than the comedians mm. and it happened twice on Saturday night, once with me, once with another comedian where both of us just had to go, Do you know what, that, was better than anything I was going to come up with. <laughs> so, what well done, mate. You know, I, and, and the audience kind of goes, oh, we appreciate that. Yeah. It, it's not, they're not trying to, to dick around with us. Mm. They, I, that's why I love leaving London. You, mm. you get better gigs mm. when you're starting out and when you're progressing mm. um, when you leave London. Because the London Comedy Circuit is phenomenal. Mm. It's great, but it's saturated. So there's comedy every night of the week. And often, often it's free. Mm. If you find a venue in the middle of nowhere, there's comedy once a month, that they've paid for they're more invested in it. mm. it's a night out they're yeah. going to enjoy it more because they've invested in it mm. they've got <laughs> someone's skin in the game So mm. it's apparently a dying phrase but it's they've got skin in the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they are That's generally true. going to be a more appreciative audience is that a, is that a, is that a, bookie, a, a bookie's term or is that not know I, term I honestly don't know skin in the game skin I, in the game I honestly don't know but someone, someone commented that they hadn't heard it much Of the phrase recently See only a few people now And I've never mm. used it In my life Until this mm. Until this mm. moment And you were saying, but, about, you yeah, were saying held, More invested in it and Much more it. Yeah, yeah Even yeah. even if an audience would paid two or three pounds To be in the room mm-hmm. That's two or three pounds Money's Worth that they want mm. If it's free I did a free gig Once where the front row Were playing chess How can a front row Play chess And focus on mm. Not all the front Just two people in the front row Playing chess And they were just Sat there you know, It was a pub With board games And you're trying to tell your jokes. They wouldn't do that if they'd paid to be there. Mm. But you are the interruption on their social night Mm. if they've not paid to be there. Mm. Or a stag party. Stag's, you know, very common fodder for our Mm audiences. But in a stag, you've got ten people on a stag do. Or a hen do. Mm. Only two people actually want to be there the person who's organised it and the person who's stag is because mm. they said, Actually, I'd like to go to comedy. Mm. The, the rest of them are just there because that's what the stag is doing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get as productive a, an audience as, as engaged an audience because they mm. want to be there. That said, there's a club famous in Bournemouth for purely being stags mm-hmm. and heads that I emceed with no time limit. No no time time no you time can come time. back anytime. <laughs> and I had one of the best gigs because the audience. I was so scared before mm. Not scared, You know Nervous mm-hmm. but, Of course I thought oh, This is just going to be crowd control And it wasn't Every act had a good time The I, I was emceeing I had a lovely time it was, They were so well behaved With stags and hens I think it's when you have stags and hens That are dotted into Regular audience yeah. members That it becomes More intrusive Yeah And there are some MCs, Some acts that can handle that Beautifully mm. And some who I think Just let it yeah.
0: Ride over yeah.
1: them And the night just goes on.
0: End up, everyone ends up shouting at, yeah. the, at the audience, and yeah. trying to get their jokes out like that. It's not good. That's, we, yeah. we got bit, and you sort of like just went, "Okay, this is the thing that fits me better than the acting, much better."
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I had an agent at the time, an acting agent who was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people on their books—they used to represent Malcolm and Wise. Oh, wow. they, you know, they they had a light entertainment in side and a drama side. Mm-hmm. I was at the drama side because this is before I started stand-up, it became clear they had no interest in me as a comedian. Mm. They saw it as a hobby. They didn't want it encroaching on any mm. potential dramatic work, even though they were happy to put me forward for sitcom and things like that. Mainly, they put me forward for commercials, mm. which is fine. I, I love doing commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Crazy great money, But right. yeah. Well, it's great fun as well. Yeah, I did one for Enterprise Car Rental that's going mm. to come out soon. I don't know when it's... There's a new batch of Enterprise commercials out. Now, I'm one of them coming up. You know, it was two days filming. It was meant to be Spain. They mm. used Wembley and East London to replicate right. But, you know, we're, we're in a car being chased by a bull. An actual live bull. Yeah. And I think my friends are in offices right now. Yeah. You know, um, so, I love it. I love it. Commercial. the commercial. The money is... Great, not as great as it used to be. Let's not get carried away. Mm-hmm. It used to be you could buy a house for the commercial. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're lucky, yeah, you, you can buy mm-hmm. I don't know half a kitchen or something. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's still great money mm-hmm. for a day's work, mm-hmm. but it's not a day's work because mm-hmm. actually, although you're filming for a day, it does restrict what other jobs you can do for three years, five years. So it's mm-hmm. not. And they they buy the rights to that forever. I buy out fees. It's not any really repeat fees like it used to be. So I, I signed one contract which was a. I should never have signed but mm. um, I was the face of Heathrow Airport for a couple oh, of years yeah. so there was massive billboards and I was amazing I was on those mm. not amazing because it was only meant to be for a few weeks right. we agreed they moved the goalposts because the contract I signed was in perpetuity which means forever mm. and they said we can show this uh, commercial anywhere in the known universe that was the wording on the contract the known universe so in theory mm. Richard Branson gets his arson gear and builds a rocket to take you to the moon your face on my the face, and, and they don't have to pay me any extra, so it, it doesn't always really work out. And as much fun as it was, people for two or three years saying, Uh, I'm at Heathrow, you're at Heathrow, mm. it was a frustrating job mm. to have had because of the politics behind it. But yeah, and it keeps reminding yeah. you as well that you're not getting paid for that, yeah, that's ridiculous. And that should have been that job, should have been a huge payday, yeah, of like course. huge, yeah, and it wasn't. Um, then and then that's, that's the state of the industry, that, that's where the industry has gone. Mm-hmm. That again, if I'd have said. No, I'm not doing that. They've gone. Oh gosh, right. Uh, okay, next. They wouldn't. They would have cared. Mm. I will, it's not like me not doing that commercial would have yeah. affected their product. Yeah, their product was Heathrow Airport. People suddenly use Heathrow Airport. Mm-hmm. It was a very difficult <laughs> decision, I think, mm. to walk away from acting. But because I still do commercials, mm. that's it. I enjoy doing. I, mm. I guess I never really enjoyed the acting a lot. And this, the comedy just took over. It was mm. I was doing better at comedy than I did in acting. I was getting better recommendations I was getting uh, better progression mm. I was being paid I was starting to progress from open spot to middle spot mm. to opener to MC mm. done a couple of headline spots mm. I don't believe I'm a headliner act yet mm. I think I can headline gigs for mm-hmm. sure yeah, of course. but put my face and name on a poster mm. it's not like people are going to go oh that's definitely a show we have to see mm. and that's that's a progression. I've been going five and a half years, Come out five and a half years. You know, that's ten, seven to ten years away that people are kind of queuing around the block because I'm on a poster.
0: But yeah, you just, we just don't know you yet. Yeah. It? It's not the draw. You don't have the, the, the marketing hmm. and the promotion behind you. You, know? You're, you can close gigs, but you, you won't have the draw. There's no real hmm. point unless it's like a smaller venue where they have a regular audience coming. And they therefore can't be that. If if
1: I'm opening a gig, Mm. or if I'm closing a gig, Mm. the material is going to largely be the same. Mm -hmm. The interaction with the audience will differ depending on how the night's gone. If Mm. I've been able to watch the rest of the night, I'll be able to see what's been talked about. Mm. But and there is a difference, of course, between an open and a headline set. Mm -hmm. But not so much that most of the people you know that are doing really strong opening sets Mm. couldn't close a room. Yeah. But it's whether they can put bums on seats in the first place. And we live in a very cynical time where TV names matter. You know, you always say mm. in the Facebook post, headline act needed must be a TV name. Well, that's fine. We we appreciate that you need to put bums on seats. But actually, TV names are also quite likely to bail on you at the last minute because they get a massive corporate job. Or, mm. So it swings around about as I've mm. started to talk to a couple of schools about booking some gigs for... PTA fundraisers and they mm. all want TV names. The budgets you're talking about, you yeah. can't have a TV name mm. like that. Mm. You know, not the ones you're thinking of. Mm. But also, yes, I could probably get you someone who's been on Mock the Week or mm. Live at the Apollo. But with the best will in the world, if you want to pay them a hundred quid to come and close a gig in Watford, mm. or they get a corporate for three, five, ten grand. Mm. Of course, they're going to take that, and yeah. I they, they would do that with my blessing mm. because they've got bills to pay. they and as frustrating as it would be for someone to have to replace them, mm. you no, know, I'm going to begrudge someone mm. 20, 30, 40 times the amount that you're paying. Yeah. It's,
0: so that's the industry all over. It's how little people think of comedy, isn't it? If they think 100 quid, you know, the headliner on TV, you get 100 quid for doing a, a, a school gig. that That's, that's, that's the,
1: <laughs> comedy is just like swinging that, the streets. That's, set, what's, isn't that's it? what's interesting. I think my friends find it very confusing. You know, they'll say, well, how much do you get paid for that gig? Mm. And. And I may or may not tell them. I'm quite funny about money. I don't like talking about it. But then sometimes you get a big old payday and you think I want to tell everyone. <laughs> but I don't really like talking about it. I, mean, I come from quite a repressed background of, you know, we don't really talk about money. But... Yeah, what they, they want to work it out from an hourly rate sometimes mm. so you might say well i got 50 quid for doing that gig and you think well 50 quid for 10 minutes that's pretty good but then you think well, yeah but I drove there from 3 o'clock I got home at 1 o'clock in the morning mm. hourly rate I should be working at Sports Direct you know mm. it's a very different world mm. and also 50 quid mm. but then you might be booked next week to do 200 quid mm. that doesn't make you a 200 pound comedian mm. it just means that gig was worth 200 pounds mm. But next week, you're doing £25... 15 yeah. blocks down the road. Yeah. Exactly. I, it, it, so, it, so the money no thing is really fascinating because it, there's no... You can't now say, well, I, I won't work for anything less than. Mm. You can... That's not true. You can yeah. say that in that... I, work, I now look at the Mirth gig list, mm. which I love. I love doing Mirth gigs. Mm. And I think for all the difficulties that come with them and people like to moan about them, we've all had bad gigs. Mm. But not just for Mirth. Lots mm. of other promoters. Exactly. They're good 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 way to learn your craft mm. because I said you need London to go on. but I now know mm. that I've reached a point on the Mirth list where I'm doing really nice gigs I'm opening for them I'm emceeing for them I can't afford to go to Plymouth for £70 mm. even if they throw in at and b Well, I think £50 to emcee one of their nights is £50 mm-hmm. plus B&B mm. to be honest I'd rather they gave me that extra money and I drove home but I mm. still can't afford to go that distance even with a carload of other comedians mm. For £50. Because mm. as a graph, bills get, you know, mm. babies are coming. Yeah. Mm. So the, in that respect, you do become the kind of comedian that says, well, I can't work for less than mm. this. But I don't think comedians can say, well, I, I'm worth X amount and that's, mm. my, that's my fee. Mm-hmm. Because the fee is whatever the gig is paying. And if mm. you think you're happy to do the gig, then do the gig. I, I'd much rather do a gig... And get paid less, provided I know I'm not being shafted on the money. If the if mm. promoter's taking grand mm. and they're paying you twenty pounds, you know there's a, 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 a imbalance there, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And that's I, I'm jumping back the equity thing. That's mm. the big one of the big problems is thinking about what promoters are charging. Mm. And I think the kind of midway point is the split between what the promoter takes home mm-hmm. and what the acts take home should be about fifty percent. So yeah. uh, if it's a thousand pounds, then Allowing for the admin costs, the flyers, whatever, mm. the promoter should be taking £500, mm. and the, the other, rest of 500 should be split between the acts. Mm. Now, some will fluctuate with that. Some will say, well, let's give 600 to the acts, and a mm. have got more acts. Or, yep. Personally, I think every act should be paid. Mm-hmm. If, there's money, if there's money changing hands on the door, mm. or if there's money changing hands with the venue because they're giving a percentage to the bar or whatever, mm. if you're making money on the gig... Your acts should, even if it's a tenor. Mm. Joke Club, you know, from, yep. you know, Miles Crawford runs Joke Club, fantastic <laughs> setup that they have because they pay all their acts. Yep. They get open spots and they nurture open spots. Mm-hmm. They get them in, you get paid, it's only a tenner, but you know what? For someone who's spent 20 or £30 pounds to get to your mm. gig, a tenor is actually a really good, generous mm. compromise. And a lot of acts won't get that from other promoters mm. elsewhere. But what you also get with Joke Club is you get, feedback, you get nurturing, mm. you get other gigs mm. and they progress you very in line with where you should be mm-hmm. so, so it's a fair process but everyone gets paid, mm. nobody works for free, Adam and Eve in uh, Mill Hill run by Rachel Krieger, mm. everyone gets paid, mm. usually to the, the detriment of her, she yeah. she would make a loss on the night because she was guaranteeing the acts get paid, Ivor Dembina pays all of the acts mm. a guaranteed rate, mm. actually he's the only promoter mm. I've ever worked for that has said to me on the night, actually, can you do a bit longer? I'll give you a bit more money. Now, right, it's not to—it's not life-changing money, but how lovely, how mm. generous, mm. that I would have done that extra five minutes for the chance to do an extra five minutes. Mm. But he said, you're you're doing a job of work. Yeah. People are paying to see you. Mm. Here's some money. Mm. Um, so those, those people that look out for you, I think, are oh, fantastic. There mm. needs to be more gigs like that. Nobody should be working for free. Mm. We should not be paying to do... A profession. Mm. That's what I really But it's like it, no,
0: I, I totally agree with you. But the thing is, with for those school gigs, the ones book comedians. Mm. Well, they looked at the how much a oh, hundred quid we've got, mm. but they don't see the the time and the effort behind the scenes. Not just coming to do that those twenty minutes that you've put, you've sweated, and mm. you've you've gone through all the anguish and agony and, and stress driving to these other gigs that aren't paid to build up your, your skills, and then yeah. you take them there.
1: They don't see that. They just well, see the end product, don't they? They go, well, you're doing think, 20 minutes. Why can't pay 100 quid? Think of it as um, medicine. Yeah. Your, your ibuprofen tablet, mm. Neurofen, that doesn't cost that much money to produce. What you're mm. paying for is the 10 years yeah. of research that went into that mm-hmm. to create this tiny little tablet mm. that gets rid of your headache. Mm-hmm. And of course you can buy the shop's own brand for 20p yeah. rather than £2. You know, of course you can. Mm. And most people do. I do. But the justification for Neurofen charging mm. that much for that tablet mm. is we well, had to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And because it's the true. patenting laws for, for medicine, at some point they had to give the recipe mm. to Tesco, Lidl, whatever, to create their own version mm. for much less money. Mm. So it's the same with comedians. You're not paying £100 for 20 minutes of my time. Mm you're paying £100, and hopefully more, mm-hmm. but you're paying that money for what's gone in to make those 20 minutes, mm. then me turning up and delivering those 20 minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. That's it, that's it. They still see that. They don't, just, you've, you've written the jokes, come on stage
1: that, that <laughs> night and do your 20 minutes. That's what they think, and that, of, that, isn't it? And that's the problem with any industry where anyone can do it. Mm. And comedy, acting, is, so anyone can say, do you know, I'll give that a try. Depends and it's that. great because oh, okay. there is a lot of raw talent out there and and people should be encouraged to try their hobbies and maybe take their hobbies beyond hobby mm. into professional. But the problem with that, instinctively, is... What's that noise? Sorry. No, I know. It's a really, really baby, isn't it? <laughs> it's like a, a, ba- it's a baby
0: muffled somewhere. I, I, it's okay. It's good. Oh, the baby forgot. <laughs> the, the baby's... <laughs> You've right. got oh, that dad sense, isn't it? That's, that's, a,
1: that's a dog God, lunch to frosted. I think ev- everyone that performs... In a comedy club Where money is being taken By the promoter Mm -hmm. Mm. So whether that money is from the bar Or from ticket sales Or just from an arrangement With the venue Everyone Should be Seeing the benefit of that Mm. coming. I appreciate that The promoter has extra costs And Edinburgh is obviously A very different beast Mm. You flyers Flyers Brochures Of course there are costs That the promoter has to meet But cover those costs first And then pay the axe Yeah If you're If you're covering those costs Let's I break it down Two Precise, but let's stick with our thousand pound thing. Mm. So, you've got a thousand pounds that's come in for this gig, whether it's from the bar, whether you know, and your admin costs are 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. Clear those admin costs, get those out of the way. You're then left with 600 pounds to split between you and the axe. That can be where that 50% bit starts. Mm. So, you take 300, give 300 between the rest of the axe. You know, no one's trying to say promoters don't have costs and those costs shouldn't be met, mm. but when people start business. They have to think what are what am I budgeting? What are my costs? And why do we always think that acts don't have to be paid? Mm. You wouldn't say I set up a business uh, hiring plumbers, so I need flyers I need flyers for that to give out some door, to into people's doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need vans, better go buy some vans. I need some plumbers, but they'll work for free, so that's mm. fine. It's only comedians, actors, performers, musicians mm. that people think yeah, actually they'll do it for free. And it's only because people will do it for free. Mm. And if enough people say, oh, I'm not going to do it for free. Mm. Even a tenor, just bum. Mm. You know, there's someone, Josephine Lacey, lovely, uh, lovely Josephine, who, I've not seen her for a while, actually, but she used to gig with a fair amount. She also worked through the comedy school. And she used to say promoters would say to her, I can't afford to pay you, but I can get you, but I, let me get you a drink. She's like, how about you don't get me a drink? Mm. And you give me that money instead, because yeah. they might have spent ten pounds on drinks throughout the night. Yeah, give me a ten. Yeah, I'll decide what I do with that money, and mm. I will drink water. Th- that's it. You know, or maybe I'll of buy course. a drink with that money. Yeah, there's always the it's always the performer that loses out, mm. always, and the money is there, mm. and it's only the promoters claiming, mm. "Oh, I can't afford to," or mm. "I've got I've got expenses." Like yeah, yeah. Well, so, someone else said. Yeah fine that absolutely fine Pay me expenses I'll do a gig for you You pay me expenses Here are my expenses My mortgage My car My <laughs> wife You know All these things mm-hmm. But these are my expenses mm-hmm. That's it So Just to Treat people With respect but, 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 it, but it's But there's that thing as well
0: you, you start talking about Like oh I'll buy you a drink Yeah but sometimes There's places where they go We can't pay you But we'll pay you in drinks There's yeah. It's not just one drink It's unlimited drinks but you're driving and yeah. I don't really want to get smashed because I've got another gig tomorrow night I've got to get to and be ready for that yeah. it just it makes no sense does it and you can't you can't take the drinks away I'll have a crate of beer <laughs> just checking my car of my <laughs> I've got this flag
1: in here and you can just fill this up yeah, just it's, go, a, it's understandable why they want to pay with drinks yeah. because they'll give you a Diet Coke mm. which they would sell at the bar for £2.50 but has cost them AP mm. in, in actual cost mm. so they don't mind doing that they'll give you that even an orange juice, the the margin is huge. So they don't mind giving you that as a, mm. as payment. It's not acceptable payment. Mm. But that doesn't mean we should turn down gigs. But mm. I'm not sure sort of, you know, you anyone, acts have to decide these are the gigs I want to do. What what can I get out of it? Someone else mm. talked about gigging smart. It might have been Archie Maddox, mm. lovely guy again, mm. very funny very good at what he does, mm-hmm. good writer, good performer, mm. knows how the industry works as well, knows what he wants and how to get it, mm. and is not seeing his Edinburgh show this year. is was one of the regrets I had when I left Edinburgh. Mm. He was on my list of shows to see. And, but he's a smart gig. I think he talked about gigging smart. Yes, I'll do this gig. No, they're not paying me. Right, what am I getting out of this gig? Mm. Can I get new material? Can mm. I uh, tr- you know, try and run in some stuff that I've... Um, is it a promoter I've not worked with before, so it's going to see me and progress mm. me beyond? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Or is it a dead end gig yeah. that, yeah, it's nice to have a stage time, mm. but there's not going to be an audience, mm. so I'm going to get there, I'm going to have lost money getting there, mm-hmm. I'm going to be performing just to other comedians, mm. no benefit whatsoever. Mm. I'll be exhausted, mm. which means tomorrow I won't be able to get up and write or get to my next gig because I'll be so tired. You know mm. Gig smart. I think he talks about that. Don't just think stage, 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 time. Mm. What are you getting out of it? It's not money, mm. fine, because doesn't all have to be about money. Mm. We are artists, and you know, we want to, <laughs> we want to perform. We want mm. to entertain mm. as well. We want our words that we've written to get out there. We want Twitter followers. Mm, you know, yeah. that, it's that, that feedback, kind of feedback, yes. pathetic, self-esteem. <laughs> <fraud. laughs> um, <laughs> I always mention Twitter when I am on. Stage, no one mm. ever follows me. Oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not true, but we'll it, it's, it's rare. It's, it's very rare. I think because I've got such a stupid name, so people don't know. Because uh, is it? Is it two L's in Philip. Is it one? Is it is this it, name? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, be a gig smart, mm. because otherwise you're just wasting your time. Yeah. And if you're wasting your time, what are you doing? You're, gonna well,
0: speak. I... you're You're on a hamster wheel, aren't you? Yeah. I, I, that's how I, I see. Like the all the. the oh, there's many different is in there. There's the basic
1: circuit, the open mic circuit, which is unpaid, and you've got the paid open open mic circuit. But remember the open mic circuit doesn't have to be unpaid. Uh, mm. This is what I'm saying, it only is unpaid because that's the way it's become. People are making money mm. off the back of us agreeing to do open mic free gigs. And mm. most people who do open mic gigs mm. don't care because they've got their day job and mm. and so for them it's not about money. This is always oh, my first gig, my mm. ninth gig. That's great. Mm. But if someone's selling tickets on the door for an open mic night, mm. or if they're taking money from the bar for an open mic night, share some of that money with mm. the acts. Yeah. Don't put 20 acts on. all you are doing five minutes. The audience aren't going to have a shit by the end. Mm. They'll be exhausted. They'll have, they'll have fatigue by the end. Mm. Just be responsible about it. Uh, say this, there's the open mic gigs, mm. paid, unpaid. What was the next? There's competition gigs we've mm. talked about. Again, those sometimes are a bit charlatanesque because mm. some are paid the audience paid to watch a competition mm. or uh, or the acts have to bring a friend in order to perform because its audience votes, so mm-hmm. you will bring 20 friends to make sure you get the vote. Exactly. So, yeah, there's the so competition ones. It's skullduggery going on. I, I made a list once of mm. all the different types of gigs that there mm. were, and there was actually quite a few progression gigs, open spots, middle spots, mm. driver spots. Like some people would just drive another mm. act, they were have a, a spot on the show but I'll, I'll use it as a masterclass mm. to say look I'll drive you to this gig I'll meet the promoter we'll chat back on yeah that's a valid mm. a very valid way of networking so then you progress over to doing middle spots unpaid middle spots mm. paid middle spots 10 minute spots 15 minute spots mm. emceeing opening um, headlining mm. TV warm up comedy writing I write
0: as well yeah. so you write for a news jack and uh, news review as well yeah, yeah So i submit to those mm.
1: officially i can put myself as contributor because i have mm. had stuff on both Great. but yeah writing with other comedians mm. uh writing with people that wedding speeches i love doing mm. that so if someone just randomly gets in touch with you and says
0: <laughs> well i'm gonna do a
1: wedding speech you know i love mm. really enjoy doing those great so, things like that there's there's always different ways to Develop your comedy. Geeking, mm. Live gigging is one of them. There's all of those gigs we talked about, but mm. there's other, other ways that you can do it through the comedy school. I've done a few other things, so TV mm. stand-in work, so Mock the Week. A few of us are there during the day and we mm. pretend to be the comedians yeah. and we play the games. Mm-hmm. So it's lovely because we are hanging out in a TV studio mm. with, you know, we get seven minutes with Dara mm. for great. <laughs> you know, he, he wouldn't know the world. I wasn't if we walked down the street, but that's not the point. Mm. Um, but we get to play the games, we get to make jokes up, we get to write stuff, we get to think about topical jokes. And we're in, we're in the studio setting where, you know, it's not going to lead to us being on the show, but it, although that said, there are people who have done that mm. and gone on to be uh, guests on the show, but they are, I would say, the minority in mm. uh, there are extreme cases mm. but it's about keeping your head in the comedy world and mm-hmm. um, i had a day job when i wasn't acting i was like working in office jobs and it was too much i, I was mm. doing office jobs i was doing parenting i was doing mm. being a partner to my now wife i was driving to comedy i was doing comedy i was writing something I had to give yeah. and i realized the one thing i needed to get rid of was the security mm. of a job yeah so i still do other bits of course mm. no one ever goes full time and can mm. afford to just give up earning money. Yeah, of course. Mm. So I still do bits of freelance work mm. and various things. It'll tuck it up, doesn't it? Yeah. That's it. Mm. But you need to keep yourself in the comedy world. Mm. If that's the world you want to be in, mm. keeping your head in that world, just, it, it gives more legitimacy to when people say, what do you do? And you are know, a comedian. Mm. Oh, but you're in an office right now. Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm, so I'm admin by day. Uh, <laughs> and I'm comedy banter yeah. by night. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, just it helps you <clears throat> give yourself um, just a little
0: confidence. It's a, it's a confidence It's thing, confidence. It? confidence. Yeah. It's like I do this full time. I'm fully committed to it. You're committing fully to something that you love, yeah. and rather than just going, like, "Well, I'm yeah, just in the evenings, just in the
1: evenings." It doesn't feel, yeah. you don't, yeah. and you're, you're not thinking, "Oh, I'd love to take that gig, oh, mm. but I can't leave the office till five. Mm. That's that's the other. You're thing. Available? I, you, I was very one? lucky that the office job I had in, in the, the last one it yeah, was very supportive, and if I needed to take time off. Mm. They never said no, I had to make up the time elsewhere perhaps, but mm. it was very supportive. Yeah. Um but lots of comedians I'd say, oh, All right, we're gonna to drive to this gig and mm. I need you to be at this station yeah. at four thirty, and I'll go, yeah. can we do five? Yeah. And the problem with leaving London or London areas mm. that half hour makes make such a difference. Massive. Especially on a Friday. That half hour yeah. you know, you wouldn't dare leave to go to Plymouth yeah. at four thirty, you'd leave at two or three. three. Yeah. So um, Someone saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm working. For that are going to make it. No, it won't make it." Um, but people need to do what they need to do to survive. And I loved having temporary jobs. I really enjoyed mm. the office jobs. And I liked interacting with other people. Mm. I like, you know, now I do a lot of meeting up with other comedians mm. and writers to collaborate—not mm. really to write together, but just to bounce ideas off each other exactly. and, and share support. Because mm. I like other people's company. I mm. like yeah. my own company, mm. but I like talking. About comedy. About mm. do about whether it's writing for Newsjack and looking through newspapers and mm. saying what's a funny story. Yeah. Why is that? Why is oh, that? Yeah, that is a good take on it. Actually, mm. I hadn't thought of it like that. Mm. And, you know, it's yeah. just a really nice collaborative industry. Mm. That thing of like just saying it out loud to somebody. Go, yeah. Oh, rather than just
0: reading it and going, oh, okay, and then and you can't really, you, it doesn't really rise to the top. Yeah. When you say it actually out loud to somebody, oh, yeah, this, and it, you just follow it. And, and it just, it just about,
1: takes one the other person you're reading it out to to say. Ah, I thought you were going to say this Mm. Or maybe you could say that Mm -mm. And you've got a whole new life Because until you say jokes out loud Mm. They're not jokes I was listening to your Fred Forensic, one And they're saying there's a relationship Between comedy needs an audience I think he said a baby is not a baby Unless it has a mother or Mm. something Or or in order to exist Mm. Comedy needs an audience If Mm. I write a joke It's not anything until it's said out loud mm. for an audience to respond to, whether that's a laugh or whether it's to say, no, mm. not so that's not funny. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why Twitter's quite good because mm. people put jokes out. The problem with Twitter is it's too rushed. Mm. So, everyone's desperately trying to get yes. their first topical gag out about, well, I don't know whether it's Keith Vaz or Brexit, whatever, mm. Mm. you know. And actually, if you took time to stop and write a joke that you were actually proud of, mm. you'd miss the boat. So mm-hmm. people, and, yeah, you know, the better jokes I've put out on Twitter are the ones that I've thought about longer and longer. Mm. So it needs an audience, and if if mm. that audience, for a starting point, is a mate you're writing with, mm. great. Yeah, that's yeah. that's got cool. a that leg up straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tweak this here. Oh, great.
0: Straight out, it's uh, it's edited. It's ready to go. Yeah. But do you think do you think that comedy has changed you as a person? You're an actor already, so you're already pretty self aware. <laughs> but you, yeah. You but when you went into comedy full time, do you think you became <laughs> more? self-aware or do you think it's made you it, made it happier or something do you, do you <laughs> Are you made <making> it more miserable <coughs> <laughs> it made it sicker so, I've just checked quite my angry. Story, the idea of being happier um, more
1: bitter what has it made you is it- it's, I'm not sure where the line is between the acting and the comedy for what mm. it's made me it's certainly performing has made me more confident mm. my second gig so the one after the showcase I, I did it it was a friend's night it doesn't run anymore unfortunately but it was a very good night and I said no I was going to do five minutes it's like People afterwards, they had said, "And would you believe it's his second gig ever?" And people were coming up to me afterwards mm. saying, "No way, is that your second gig? No way, no." no. Mm. And it's not because it was funny; it was hilarious. Mm. It was quite funny, but it wasn't hilarious. It was because I knew how to stand on stage. I was—I had the confidence of a—I a- knew stage presence. Mm. I know that if there's audience in the far side of the room, you still try to engage them mm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So the confidence thing, I think, probably I already had from acting. Mm. Not personal confidence. Mm. I'm still quite an anxious, mm. nervy, North mm. London Jew. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a very... Uh, um, <laughs> DNA. You know, it's in the DNA. Yeah, very much so, and that's where it belongs. Mm-hmm. It's So that, in terms of stage presence, I can walk into any room. I can go into any casting mm. and, and nail it. I might not get the job, mm. but I... I think since starting Sound, I've I've embarrassed myself in auditions less, that's fair Mm. to say. Mm. So I think I've done better because I'm more confident I'm funny. Mm. I always, wanky statement coming up, but I always knew I was funny. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between knowing you're funny with your mates at the the pub and knowing you're funny to the point where you're going to say to people, this is worth you paying something Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. And I think in a commercial casting or in a, a TV casting, whatever it is, I'm more confident. That I can own the conversation mm. for the duration of that, and that works. It's made me, I think it's made my friends and my family wary around me of what they talk mm. about. <laughs> for that old cliche, oh, it will end up in your set, won't it? No, it probably won't, because mm. a lot of this wouldn't translate mm. to real people, because, mm. you know, the neuroses of family life, Of you know, obviously I've just merged with another family mm. by getting married, so you're thinking about all the Funny stories—the elements that come from that—and how two found you know, my family, we say bagel, they say Bible mm. uh, You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a bizarre mm. difference, but massive, mm-hmm. massive, But that's not going to be funny if I stand on stage to say that because mm. it's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny when we do it at home because yeah. we know it is. It's an in joke, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and in jokes can work, but you mm. need to find a way of broadening it. So. Oh. What was the question? What's uh, has it made me? you? Has made it made you, you? What, how, what is? Um, it's made me what's, waffle
0: more. What's like. I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's made me far it. more pompous and verbose. Right. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> I, I, it's made you more confident, better. everyone else around you scared. <laughs> bored.
1: Everyone around is bored. Um, yeah. I, I think because of my acting background mm. and because of my maybe my upbringing as I don't know, mm. I think I sometimes take comedy too seriously. And by that, I don't mean the writing of comedy. I think maybe I expect too much. And maybe I, I am expecting too much to think that all comedians should be paid at whatever level they are. Hmm. Maybe that is too much for a promoter to dip into their pockets to tear Even though, as I said, there are promoters out there that do that mm-hmm. and do that at the cost of their own profit. So may, maybe I'm just a bit, I, I haven't quite embraced the comedy, the relaxed comedy world as I as I should. Yeah, you know, I, I think comedy for me has given me an outlet. It's given me a freedom mm. to say what I need to say. Mm. Most of what I say is based on truth. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff that I'm writing at the moment about being a parent. Mm. A lot of it is negative, mm. which is confusing for people because I say well, a lot of what I say is based on truth. I love being a parent. Mm. It's the hardest thing I've done ever. Mm. The hardest thing, absolute headfuck of how difficult it is but mm. the most rewarding the most phenomenal thing but that's not funny on stage to say mm. something's brilliant you know to go out on stage and say god isn't being a dad great <laughs> god, yeah. Whew, i love it amazing Say, like anyone else happy are you happy mm. I mean, well, aren't we happy that's not funny Mm-mm. but if you go out on stage and kind of play up to how tired you are mm. play up to how how much of a dick your child has been mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. has happened then you get away with saying things like that so it's given me that there's that noise again definitely, <laughs> definitely a child mm, um, mm. It, it gives you that freedom to kind of explore oh it's so sweet I'm not sure, I'm not sure is that is, is it's not a crime
0: it's not even my child this is just annoying me that another someone else's child sorry anyway
1: yeah, right on cue though Run on cue I have found myself becoming a very judgmental parent mm. I, I said I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be a judgmental parent and then you become a parent and then you kind of go oh no everyone else is doing it wrong which is not true Because there's no right or wrong for being a parent And I'm sure that there are many things that I've done wrong About being a parent That will come back to haunt me mm. But there was I was in the park yesterday with my son Just two of us And there's a woman with her Kid who's probably also about two Was mm. just running around And she, she lost her kid She's like Where is she? Where is she? she? Where's my kid? She found her on the other side of the park Perfectly safe Mm. But instead of blaming herself for having mislaid her own child Because she was smoking and talking Mm. with her friend Mm -hmm. She Was I'm going to fucking kill that child I'm going to fucking kill that child Mm -hmm. running Mm -hmm. off like that Mm. And I just thought "Mm, Was Mm. it the child's fault? Mm. Mm. So I think I've become Typically more judgmental about Things like that (laughs) Um, Which whether, I don't know that's Come across in the comedy or not when I'm mm. on stage because I, as I, said, I try very hard well not to be, because I'm sure people look at the way we raise our child. Mm. And we, you know, we weren't married when we had him, and a lot of people would have frowned upon that. We were very lucky that people mm. around us, our parents, friends, mm. family, mm. We were nothing but supportive, mm. which was a real, real saving grace for us. It just the support that we have for that is fantastic, mm. and I can maybe see how becoming a parent, maybe I maybe that's translated into comedy. I think I feel very protective over the comedians I work with. Mm. Maybe there's that. Mm. Maybe I've started to parent. So with newer acts, I'm not, mm. I'm a professional comedian, I'm full-time, um, whatever the fuck that means. But, mm. so I'm not a new act. So when I work with newer acts, as patronising as it seems, I feel sometimes I need to help parent them mm. and try perhaps to not... Yeah. Do you need to buy your dinner In a service station Or mm. Should we make sandwiches And take with you yeah. Yeah. Um, You know If I'm driving with someone else And they're speeding do you know, I think Become a parent mm. Beyond the realms Of my own family mm. But then I'm very passionate About comedy And about performing Whether it's acting Or whether it's comedy I'm very passionate about The people that do it And I think mm. We are a team We are a mm. united Front And I think Working together, we support each other, and mm. that with the with the comedy industry for sure is true. I've mm. got opportunities that have been given to me by other comedians who've seen me, who've worked with me, who've liked me, who've recommended me to other mm. to other people because there is this sense of we are we are one community.
0: So, have you got any have you got any previews you've got coming up for this year? No, my my
1: plan for next year's fringe seasons, mm. I, I want to. Use next year, I think, as a work in progress mm. year to develop my first show. People talk about, oh, I want to delay my debut hour because I can't get nominated. You know, I'll, I don't, I don't see myself as a, a nominated worthy act in, in that respect. So I'm delaying doing it because at the moment I don't think I've got enough to say mm. to say to somebody, come and spend an hour with me. Mm. So next year I see it as my work in progress kind of journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gigs of note. So this weekend I'm at Glee in Oxford, I'm Mm. doing opening there, so you can come and see me there, but this is too late. Uh, The last weekend of the month I'm doing the weekend at Backyard opening, Mm. so you can see me there, but again, too late. Mm. So by the time you're listening to this you've missed my current good gig. Um, (laughs) No, there there are others, (laughs) I mean, I would say I have a website Philipsimon.co.uk, that's one Ellen Philip, mm. and Simon, just as the boy's name, mm. Philip Simon, not that other way around. .co.uk at Philips Comedy, mm. so Philip S Comedy. Mm. Uh, I struggled with Twitter names for a long mm. time. That's annoying, there is there is Philip Simon on Twitter already. It's like some 12 year old kid mm. who has tweeted nine times and now blocks me. Um, what did you try to steal this? Say, look, just give I, up. I just, just tried to. to, to Approach the idea of Could I possibly have that name Because mm. I've Tweeted quite a few more times Than you <laughs> Annie Blum. Oh, I, I don't remember if I if It didn't go into a conversation it, I, Yeah Phillips Comedy mm. On Twitter I do try and keep my gig list On my website on page, mm. But I really don't Do that very well November The only thing I do want to say If this goes out Before November the 20th mm. If you're an equity member mm. On the 20th of November, at two o'clock, there is a meeting for comedians who are equity members, Mm -hmm. venue to be announced, but it will be London-based, I'm Mm -hmm. afraid, and I know comedy can be seen as being (laughs) quite London-centric, but for anyone who is interested in hearing more about what equity is doing, and they're already a member, Mm -hmm. that meeting will be open to, to them on the 20th in the afternoon brilliant well Philip thanks for coming on the show as a formal handshake yeah very <laughs> awkward when I mean, to take the coffee back to <laughs> the kitchen thank you very enjoyed
0: it and that was Philip Simon I hope you enjoyed that I really enjoyed talking to Philip got very passionate about the comedy industry it's great next week we've got Daphne Barham for episode 21 now if you like this podcast and you want to follow us you can follow us on Twitter we're there at the comedy defect if you want to follow me it's at Winter Phoneander. If you want to donate to this podcast, you can find us on Patreon. Just go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much or as little as you want. But if you cannot kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean because it really helps. I say, guys, I'm really strapped for time this week. So that's all it's going to be next week. Episode 21 with Daphne Barham. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Philip Simon. And that's it from The Comedy Defect Podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 21.